Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is true news, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us God. Today is Thursday, August 17, 2023. Several high-level speakers at a global security conference in Moscow warned the world is dangerously close to a nuclear war. The warnings come amid Turkey's warning to Moscow after Russia fired warning shots at a Turkish-owned ship in the Black Sea. We will start tonight with this headline published by the Daily Sabah in Istanbul, Turkey. As you see, um, Turkey warned Russia after Black Sea ship attack, said Ankara. Uh, Doc, uh, you've been looking into this also. Yes. What happened? Well, Turkey has issued a warning to Moscow to avoid further escalations after a Turkish-owned cargo vessel was attacked and raided by the Russian Navy over this past weekend, and that's coming from the Presidential Communications Directorate today. Russia had apparently fired warning shots with automatic weapons at the Plow flagged Sukra Okran before its armed Marines raided the vessel via helicopter uh, this past Sunday, some 37 miles off Tur Turkey's northwest coast. Uh, it was in international water, but near Istanbul. So Moscow suggested that ship had failed to respond to a demand for it to halt and called its action an inspection before the vessel sailed on toward the Ukrainian port of Izmel, the main export route for Ukraine's agricultural products. Now, it was unclear why the ship was boarded so close to Turkey. The vessel has since sailed on to Romanian waters, and that's according to Refinitiv Icon data. We have a quote from uh, Daily Saba. After the Russian intervention, our interlocutors in the Russian Federation were warned appropriately to avoid such attempts, which escalate tensions in the Black Sea. And that's coming from the Presidential Communications Directorate. And so, remember, Turkey is a member of NATO. And so, uh, we could possibly see a collision here between the Western powers and the Russian powers here. Russia has made it clear that traffic in international waters uh, in the Black Sea uh, is being regulated by them, and they are essentially have a blockade on Ukraine ports. So, so Doc, uh, Turkey is, uh, they, they issued the complaint, the objection to Russia because the naval ship is owned by a Turkish company. Mm -hmm. Russia responded by saying international law states what matters is the flag of the ship. And so Russia said, yes, Tur a Turkish company owns the ship, but the ship is flagged uh, yes, in with Palau. Palau. Yes. So it's a Palau ship because that's what they're, that's the flag that they're flying on the ship. Doesn't matter who owns the ship. It's in other words, where did you get your registration for, where did the ship get its license plate? Right. In Palau. When you say how, where the ship is flagged, that's where you got your license plate for the flag. I mean, for the, uh, for the ship. 
So um, it's not a Turkish ship. The bottom line is, and we've been saying this for months, from the time that Russia announced that they would, that they would hinder, block, stop, board and inspect ships going to Ukraine, we have been moving towards a confrontation in the Black Sea. Yes. The Russians said we're not going to allow ships to carry weapons and ammo to Ukraine. And we're warning everybody. And so this ship tried to get uh, to the port and Russia stopped it. And now you have Turkey issuing a, a formal protest. But as you said, Turkey is a member of NATO. And so we're getting closer to the point where there's going to be a confrontation. Politico interviewed uh, the former Supreme Allied Commander of Europe for yes. NATO. And he said that uh, Russia risks war with NATO in the Black Sea. And he's uh, responding to this incident. Uh, now, he is pro-war. He wants the war. Yes. But what he's saying is correct in terms of this is leading to a confrontation between the Russian Navy and NATO allied ships. Right. So Moscow risks sparking a direct war with NATO by intercepting ships in international waters and seeking to impose an economic stranglehold on Ukraine. That's come from NATO's former Supreme Allied Commander, ex-U.S. Admiral James Stavridis who led the alliance's forces on the continent between 2009 and 13, told Politico that escalations at sea, including the boarding of a Turkish ship on Sunday, could force Kiev's partners to intervene to prevent Ukraine's economy from being crippled. Uh, he went on to say, if Russia starts seizing vessels or seeks to scare them away, I think it likely NATO will respond by supporting a humanitarian corridor for shipping. Uh, the alliance could protect vessels going to and from the Ukrainian port of Odessa with NATO combat aircraft overhead and possibly NATO warships in escort. Whew. When that happens, oh my! When that happens, it's going to be a direct confrontation between NATO and Russia. Look at what he is saying, and this is no lightweight. Uh, General uh, Savridis, uh, former NATO Supreme Allied Commander of Europe. Uh, let's put that last uh, quote back up on the screen so that we're looking at this. He says, if Russia starts seizing vessels or seeks to scare them away. Right. Not, not even seizing them, just causing them to reconsider their route. He said he thinks it's likely NATO will respond by supporting a humanitarian corridor for shipping. So they're going to carve out a path through the Black Sea and say, this is NATO territory. This lane, this shipping lane. Essentially, yes. This is, a, this is a NATO lane for shipping. Don't mess with it. And he said NATO could protect ships going to and from Odessa. Look at this. With NATO combat aircraft and NATO warships. Baby, World War III is going to light up. So you see two words there, combat and war. <laughs> you got it, Doc. World War III is going to heat up to a new level. Get ready for a warship to go to the bottom of the sea. Get ready. Every morning when I wake up, the very first thing I look on I, my phone, I look to see, was a ship sunk during the night while I was sleeping. 
Well, Rick, I mean, if we're to consider history, several major wars over the past two centuries have started because a ship sank. That's right. That's right. So um, if you know history, you know how dangerous this is. Right. We're, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to say anything, you know, that sounds like predicting dates and times and how close we are. But it's literally any day. That's how close we are. This is any day. This stopping of a, of a ship, this happened this past weekend. Right. So one incident just happened. And now we're hearing high-level, retired NATO commanders saying, well, this is probably what's going to happen next. And what if Russia stops one of these ships out there and boards it, and they find weapons being delivered to Ukraine? I mean, all bets are off at that point. Well, Russia's that that gonna, would be an act of war. Well, Russia's going to seize the ship. Right. They're going to seize the ship and escort it to their port. Yes. And the sailors are going to be prisoners of war. It's extremely intense. Um, but if a NATO ship comes to the aid of that ship or attack helicopters or warplanes, the fight is on, Doc. This, this can erupt within minutes. Within minutes. And, you know, most people in the West have no idea that this is going to happen. No. They're clueless about it. They're certainly not going to hear about it on their major news outlets, including the conservative ones. I know. None I of the conservative outlets are talking about this at all. I said something the other day to you know, a very you know, strong Christian man, and he said, Rick, I've not heard any. Where do you get this information? We read. <laughs> and he considers himself well-informed. He goes, where do you get this information? And we, we tell you where we get the information. That's what's, what's frustrating. We tell you this, this came from this outlet. There's like a wall, you know, that, that is preventing information to go out to the public. And, and I feel like every day we come here and try to penetrate that wall and get a little bit of information out to people. But there, there seems to also be a personal wall set up for a lot of people, too, that we can't handle the prospect of World War III actually happening. Yeah, they don't want to hear it. We, we think it's, you know, especially in the church, we've got it way far off in the future. You know, that's going to be during the tribulation period or whatever it might be. It's certainly not going to happen now because, uh, you know, uh, our, our good buddy Jesus isn't going to allow us uh, right. to go through any kind of pain like that. Certainly right. not a nuclear war. All right. Or they've been taught in the church that uh, America will win every war. And I've heard that a lot. Yes. Over 25 years. I've heard that a lot. And so they, or they believe the rapture is going to come and get them. And I don't worry about it, Rick, because I'm going to be, we'll be raptured before that war happens. Whatever is the, the, you know, the excuse that people have, they're not paying attention to reality. And if they're not paying attention, they're not prepared. That's right. They're not prepared physically and they're not prepared spiritually. Um, this is probably a good time for me to say this because we, we had a conversation in my office today with leaders of our ministry. Um, why? Why did we start this platform, Faith and Values? Why? 
the main purpose of faith and values is not to distribute the news. That's not the main purpose. The main purpose of faith and values is to disciple the saints. That's the main purpose. It is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Right. That was John the Baptist's assignment at the first coming of Jesus. Make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Not everybody. Just make ready a people. Hmm. And how do you make them ready? Prepare them for the, for the appearance of the Lord. That's, that was John's assignment. Now, the assignment is to make ready a people prepared for the second appearance of Jesus Christ. The purpose of faith and values is have a place of discipleship where we, those of us who are expecting the Lord's return, a place that we can gather and learn the word of God, strengthen each other, pray for each other, prepare mentally, spiritually, and physically. That's the purpose of Faith and Values Platform. It's not that, hey, we're, we're just looking for a way uh, to, to uh, charge $8.99 for you to get true news. That's not the purpose of it. it. Really, the purpose of it is to help you get ready. And I, I've spent 25 years talking to a lot of people who don't want to get ready. And where I'm at right now in my life, in my age, I just want to talk to the people who believe Christ is coming. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at, Doc. It's like I've I've worked 25 years to convince people Christ is coming. And the resistance to that thought is stronger today than I've ever sensed it in my life. Isn't that the truth? They don't care. They don't care. There's no interest. You know, it's just the way it is. Uh, There's no spiritual interest. And so I want to focus my time on ministering to people who do believe Christ is coming. They do love him. They do care. And they want to get ready. And they want to get themselves ready and their families. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, But we'll talk about that later. Uh, Right now, we are telling you that World War III has started. I've been telling you that. What are we? Are we into the second year of this war? A year and a half? Eighteen? Believe months? it or not, we're almost eighteen months into this 18, war. Eighteen months into this war, World War Three, and again, most people don't even know World War Three has started. Started February of 2022. So, um, the next story. I, I, I saw these last night. In Russia today, there was a big uh, security conference in Russia. Direct war with NATO possible, says the uh, Minister of Defense of Belarus. Yes. So uh, he said it is obvious that Russia and Belarus could find themselves in a direct conflict with NATO in the future. And that's coming from Belarusian Defense Minister Viktor Krenin. And he was speaking at the International Security Conference in Moscow on Tuesday. Krenin warned that the conflict in Ukraine has morphed into a global confrontation between the West and the East. He said, based on the increase in arms expenditure across the Western world, Krenin's conclusion is unambiguous. The possibility of a direct military clash with NATO in the future becomes very obvious. It is no coincidence that the Republic of Belarus considers the return of tactical nuclear weapons to its territory as an effective factor of strategic deterrence. 
And there is no doubt that the European power elites are focused on a global war against the East. And Crennan said that at the conference. Today, this battle has morphed into a global confrontation between the West and the East on the territory of Ukraine. This proxy war in Ukraine has actually put the planet on the brink of a third nuclear war. You know, it used to be that you did not even say the word nuclear uh, at these conferences. Yeah, you, it just was like a That's verboten forbidden. word. Uh, now it's casual conver uh, you know, uh, conversation at Which these is, conferences. Yeah, we all know it's going to happen. Yes. That's the attitude now. We all know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. We see because, the same. because the West has painted everybody into a box here where the only conclusion at some point is nuclear. How, we, there is no pathway to peace at all right mm. now. None. No. No, the people, the ruling class of the West, which obviously includes the United States, not only do, are they doing this with Russia, they're doing it with the American people. Yes. Look what they're doing to Donald Trump. <clears throat> They're saying to the Trump supporters, the only path you have is war. Is that not what they're saying? Yes. They're they saying really to are. the Trump supporters, the only path you have, Mr. and Mrs. American, is to go to war with us. They're saying to Russia, the only path you have is to go to war with us. And remember what Joe Biden said a few years ago about yeah. if there was an uprising in America? Remember, we have all the jets and the nuclear weapons. That's right. And what he was really saying is, we would nuke Texas. If Texas rebelled against us, we would nuke it. That's what Joe Biden would say. We would nuke Austin. We would nuke Dallas-Fort Worth. That's what he was saying. We'll use our F-16s against West Virginia. So the same people who are at war with Russia right now are the same people at war with the American people. Yes. And the arrogance of their thinking leaves no pathway to peace or negotiations or reasoning. Mm. It's war or nothing. And they're pushing half of the American people into civil war, though they don't want it. They're pushing the Russians into nuclear war, although they don't want it. But these Maniacs, these demon-possessed maniacs running the West are determined to dominate the world, even if it means the destruction of the planet, the death of one to two billion people. They don't care. When you're demon-possessed, you don't care about death and destruction. In fact, you get excited about it. Demon-possessed people are excited by death and destruction because of their bloodlust. They're, mm. they're run by demons. And that's what we're up against. We're not up against the left. We're not up against global. We're up against demon-possessed people. And until we, until we recognize that, that the world has been seized by people who belong to Satan, we're not going to deal with the situations happening in this world. Everybody's confounded. I just today, I read, I was on an Italian uh, newspaper website. You know, I love the, I love that I can just click and translate any newspaper into English. Yes. Isn't it awesome? Yes, it is. And it's one of the things with technology that is awesome. 
Something, you know, Google does. Thank you, Google, for that. I can read newspapers every day in different languages, you know. But I was, re I was on, at an Italian newspaper, and they got a big controversy there because one of their top generals published a book called The World Upside Down. And this guy's a high-ranking Italian army general. Right. He published a book called The World Upside Down in which he's basically saying the world has gone crazy. The West, the West has gone crazy. And he, he's attacking the wokeness, the political correctness, the homosexuality, the transvestite movement, and all this stuff, the rewriting of history. And, and he's saying, we've lost our minds. There, there's no common sense. There's no reasoning. There's, there's no logic. It's gone. The West has just gone berserk. And he's, he's a high-ranking general in the Italian army. Well, now there are demands to strip him of his, of his rank because he's saying these things. Okay? Look, where it's going to end up splitting is not west-east, but left-right. Actually, beyond that, <laughs> righteousness and Perversion. wickedness. Yes. There's the division. And it's going to be people in every country saying, I stand for righteousness and I will oppose the wickedness. That's where we're going. People can feel it. They can see it. They can, they can sense it. It's, it's in many nations. It's not just here. It's, it's happening around the world. Yes. People yes. are seeing something very strange going on right now. What is the explanation? Satan. Yes. It's... It sounds too simple. It's Satan. And you'll say, well, Rick, yesterday you said it was the communists. There's no difference. The Communist Party is the political arm of the Church of Satan. Right. Communists aren't atheists. They're Satanists. Atheists don't believe in God. Satanists believes Lucifer is their God. Communists aren't atheists. They hate God. They hate the God. And they follow Lucifer. That's what we're up against. That brings me back to making ready a people prepared for the Lord. That's why they, these changes are taking place in this ministry. I've got some bigger ones to tell you. I've probably... Hmm, when am I going to announce? I don't know if I can announce it. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. If not, I'll have to squeeze it in for Monday because starting Monday, we're doing, remember, two weeks of True News Classics. One week, next week is so uh, I can do just chores here. A lot of chores. Yes, okay? there's a lot of stuff a to lot. get done. Because there are big changes that are underway. It's not a vacation. Not a vacation. Next week is a working week, but in my jeans. Okay, I'll be working with the team. We've got a lot of stuff to do that get our hands dirty. There's a lot of work that we have to do. Following week, I'm going to take a vacation. But we'll, we'll offer two weeks of classics, and we've got some great classics that we'll have. <laughs> um, and then when I come back, a really big change happens then it's good. And I might be able to tell you about it tomorrow. I'll, I'll just see uh, by the time I get out here in the studio if the ink is dry and everything's okay and I'll tell you what we're doing. But why are we making the changes?
We're in a season of change because the world is changing and it's changing extremely fast. And you have to move with these changes in order to survive. If you're too rigid, if you can't bend, you break. If you don't bend, you'll break. Yes. Okay. Don't be rigid and not and, and resist God telling you there needs to be changes in your thinking, in your it, it, in many aspects of your life. I think some of you are sensing it right now. The Lord is dealing with you about a season of change. Embrace it and trust him. Amen. None of us really like changes because we get comfortable. With we get comfortable in a rut. Yes. And then the because Lord, it's easier to travel in a rut. Yes. But the Lord will come and 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 shuffle everything and tell you to get out of the rut and and go to the next level of achievement. And you know, ruts can last a very long time. I lived out in Kansas, Rick, where the old uh, wagon train used to run through that went out west. And to this day, you can go out into the plains of western Kansas and see the ruts yes. that the wagon wheels put into the dirt. That's right. And some of you have been stuck in some of those wagon wheel ruts for a very long time. Well, I'm telling you, there's a season of change coming. And these changes, the whole purpose of it is not to, you know, do some new, some sort of new whiz-bang thing, but it's to make ready a people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's at, that is at the heart of it. That's really all of it, is to make ready a people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's right. If some of you will remember... This happened a couple months ago. I don't remember three months, four months ago. Um, I told you that Susan, my wife Susan, received a message on Facebook from a former employee who no longer works here, has not worked here for, what, four years? Almost five, yes. Almost five years. Yes. And she moved to another country. And I've not heard from her since she left and um, she she married a person uh, f from that country and they moved after they got married they moved back to his country and so we we've not seen her for nearly five years about three or four months ago she wrote to my wife on Facebook and she said I felt very strongly from the Holy Spirit to tell Rick that the Lord is saying to him Remember why you started. Remember why you started. Well, why did I start? Why did I start this radio program in 1999? Because in 1998, I had a vision in April of 1998, and I saw America on fire. That's why I started. And that's why I've been here for 25 years. And some of, some of you wonder, why is this guy stuck on World War III? Because it's coming. That's right. The fire is coming. The fire is coming. I remember in 2008, as the financial, it was probably 2007, because the financial crisis was, was brewing. It hadn't fully hit, but I knew it was coming. Right. And, and I was uh, getting ready to go to bed, and I was just, thinking about it and praying and as I was just 
talking to the Lord. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, Rick, you're, you're preparing people for financial crisis. I told you to prepare them for the fire. Right. The fire's coming. That's why I'm making changes in this ministry. And, and some of you are going to gripe and complain. I can't help it. I can't help it. I have to take care of the people who want to be discipled and prepared for the coming of the Lord. If others drop out, so be it. I can't do anything about it. But the ones who want to be discipled, to be made strong, to be prepared for the coming of the Lord, those are the ones I'm going to talk to. That's why we're making the changes. Sergei Lavrov, the uh, foreign minister of Russia. Lavrov accuses the West of threatening a clash of nuclear powers. North Korea, at that same security conference, North, yes. North Korean uh, defense minister said nuclear war is inevitable. This is all of this is yesterday. Right. So at the, this uh, uh, big defense conference in Moscow, the number one topic? Nuclear war with the United States. That's right. So uh, the world is just a step away from nuclear conflict. And that's coming from North Korean Defense Minister General Kang Soon Nam, speaking in a statement made public on Tuesday and presented at the uh, 11th Moscow in, uh, International Security Conference. The official blamed Washington's desire for a regime change in Pyongyang for ratcheting up tensions. He also accused the U.S. of increasing its military presence in the region by deploying nuclear-capable aircraft and a submarine to the area. He said, quote, now the question is not if a nuclear war breaks out on the Korean peninsula, but who and when it starts, Kang warned. And this year alone, the U.S. sent massive strategic arms to the region, including a nuclear-capable submarine, an aircraft carrier group, and a nuclear-capable bomber, he added. And so from the North Korean's perspective, and now from the Russian's perspective, nuclear war is seconds away. Yes. On their clocks. And, and whether you believe it or not doesn't make any difference. They believe it. And what was the purpose of this conference? to prepare for nuclear war. Right. And that was on the agenda. But nobody in America is reading about it. Nobody in Europe is reading about it. Nobody in Australia knows about it. But world leaders from the other side of the world got together in Moscow yesterday to talk about world war, nuclear war with the West. John Hap News, this is the uh, primary chief news agency of, of Seoul, South Korea. North Korea preparing ICBM launch or other provocations for South Korea, U.S.-Japan summit. That's, they're expecting something. There's a U.S.-Japan summit coming. Right. And the South Korean spy agency believes that North Korea is going to launch an ICBM during the summit. Right. So North Korea is preparing to carry out various military provocations, that's their word that they're using, including the launch of an ICBM on the occasion of the upcoming trilateral summit 
among South Korea, the U.S., and Japan, or the South Korea-U.S. military exercise, a lawmaker said Thursday. Representative uh, Yoo Sang-bum of the ruling People Power Party made the remark, citing what the National Intelligence Service reported to a closed session of the Parliamentary Intelligence Committee. It says that active activities of vehicles supporting ICBM launches have been detected in Pyongyang. We are continuously identifying signs of preparation for an ICBM launch, such as the frequent movements of propellants out of liquid fuel factories, he said. He also said the North is expected to conduct a joint exercise of its armed forces, including the test launch of a missile that can be fitted with a tactical nuclear weapon, given the unusually active movements of vehicles detected around North Korea's solid fuel missile production facilities. And so when this war goes hot, it's warm now. But when it goes hot, it's going to get hot in Ukraine. It's going to get hot in uh, Korea. It's going to get hot everywhere, Rick. In Israel and Iran. Everywhere. So look at the last two articles that we just presented to you. North Korea preparing ICBM launch. And then just before that, a North Korean defense minister saying nuclear war is inevitable. Do you think maybe the ICBM launch could be because the North Koreans believe that nuclear war is inevitable? They're, they're getting ready. They're seeing the test of a uh, uh, they're seeing unusually active movements of vehicles. Right. So the South Korean spy agency is watching the North Koreans and they're saying there's something going on. There's a lot of movement of military vehicles around the launch site. So what happens when Guam disappears? What happens when Hawaii disappears? What happens when Tokyo disappears? One day, you're going to wake up and, and discover that while you slept, a major city disappeared. And then all reality has changed. Life never goes back to what it was. Never, ever returns to what it was. Even if... It's the only nuke that goes off. Right. If only one nuke goes off, life changes forever. We'll never go back to. You'll, you'll long for the good old days of Joe Biden. Pre-nuclear days. Yes. You'll long. You'll say, I wish we could get back to the good old days, which is now. And these are weird days. These are weird, perverted, strange days. But after the first nuke goes off, you'll wish that those good old days would come back. That's how much things are going to change. Next story. This is Russia Today. U.S. military could create global biological crisis. Now, either this Russian general is putting out war propaganda or he knows something and that the Russians are are bracing themselves for a biological attack. I don't know which one it is. But do you trust Bill Gates? They don't. <laughs> they don't trust Bill Gates. 
Do you trust Joe Biden? They don't trust Joe Biden. So let's read and see what this Russian general fears may happen. This uh, article from RT says that the U.S. military is studying pathogens that could be used as biological weapons as the nation prepares for a potential new pandemic. And that's coming from the commander of Russia's nuclear, biological, and chemical defense forces, Lieutenant General Igor Kirilov. And he said that yesterday at the uh, military conference. The list of diseases that have attracted the attention of U.S. specialists includes anthrax, tilrima, uh, and various coronaviruses, Kirilov told a media briefing. Some of these pathogens are listed by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as high-priority threats that can be used as bioterrorism agents. It goes on to say in this article, there is a clear trend. Pathogens that fall within the Pentagon's area of interest, such as COVID-19, avian influenza, African swine fever, subsequently become a pandemic, and American pharmaceutical companies become the beneficiaries, the general claimed. Um, Now, according to Kirilov, the U.S. was extensively studying coronaviruses shortly before COVID-19 pandemic struck. Last month, the White House announced the creation of the Office of Pandemic Preparedness and Response Policy, tasked with leading, coordinating, and implementing actions related to preparedness for and response to known and unknown biological threats. Now, the Russian military believes that there may be another step in Washington's plans to gain control over the global biological and epidemical situation. As in 2019, the U.S. has begun preparing for a new pandemic by searching for virus mutations, Kirilov said. Uh, Moscow does not rule out that the United States will use so-called defensive technologies for offensive purposes, as well as for global governance by creating crisis situations of a biological nature, the general added. So uh, we start mixing in not just the nuclear component, but also the chemical and biological components, the world can get really bad really fast in a very short time. Um, And it's going to be all about control at that point, controlling the population, controlling the people, and destroying any enemies that uh, are against the uh, advancement of perversion in this world. Doc, uh, with this uh, Russian general, and again, this is the, the, the commander of Russia's nuclear, biological, and chemical defense forces. Right. He's the highest ranking military officer in control of weapons of mass destruction in Russia. And he said he does not rule out that the United States would, for the purpose of global government, Yes. Create a biological disaster. Well, that sounds like the things we say here. The Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum guys and the pharmaceutical companies and Bill Gates and this octopus of, of globalists that, that they would dare to create a biological disaster to push the world into the next level of global governance because they did it in 2020. And that was the test run. That was the test run. How many people would obey 
How many people would put on their masks? How many people would snitch on their neighbors? How many people would go and get a, an experimental vaccine that changed their DNA? How many people would do it? It turns out a lot. A lot. And now they know what they have to do to frighten people in the next one. Right. And they know who will resist in the next one. That's too. right. And the scary thing, Doc, is they have a lot of our DNA. How'd they get the DNA? Through the COVID test. How many swabs with DNA with the patient's name? Look, I had COVID. When they took me to the hospital, I couldn't resist. Nurses sticking a swab up my nose when you're barely breathing. Okay, so they have a swab with my DNA attached to my name. They have that for hundreds of millions of people. Well, really billions. Yeah, billions. They can make DNA-specific viruses to take out a certain group of people. And they don't even have to send it to China to do it because no. China has labs here yes. that we don't know about. Compliments of uh, Governor Newsom in California. Boy, that story disappeared, didn't it? It sure did. The secret Chinese lab with a thousand COVID genetically modified mice. Yes. The story's gone. How did it get in California? Well, anyhow, the Russians are expecting, they're expecting the U.S. to hit the world with a biological weapon. What is the World Health Organization plotting to do? They want, they want nations to sign on to giving the WHO dictatorial powers over the world if there is another pandemic. Because the problem in the past pandemic is you had a hundred different players doing a hundred different agendas. They figured out in this next pandemic, we are all going to be on the same script. We're going to be on the same agenda here. Yes. We're all going to do the same thing. And it's all directed by the World Health Organization. That's right. You may have seen this uh, video. I've got a, 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 just a, a clip of it. It happened, uh, was it earlier this week? Yes. Or, yeah. Or, uh, uh, this is an interview with uh, Tucker Carlson. Robert F. Kennedy talking to Tucker Carlson about uh, biological labs. I'm... I have mixed feelings about Mr. Kennedy. I had such uh, high hopes for him, but this week after he uh, backed down, he said he was for a, a national ban on abortion, and then the, the baby killer lobby went to work on him, and he backed down really fast and fell in line with the baby killer. So I'm very disappointed in him. Um, he, he opposes war in Ukraine but supports the Planned Parenthood war. Yeah, that's hard to reconcile. And for him being a Catholic as well, that's yeah. really hard but that's, to reconcile. That's a, that's a, it just shows us there's no, no man that's going to get us out of this mess. That's right. Only Jesus Christ. There's no man that can lead us out of the mess that we're in as a civilization. But anyhow, this is what uh, Mr. Kennedy said earlier this week to Tucker Carlson about the bio labs in Ukraine. 
crazy. So, so let me add, it's an interesting segue, because <laughs> Toria Newland kind of blithely announced during congressional testimony last year that, oh, by the way, we have these biolabs in Ukraine. Yeah. And that was like kind of ignored, and the people who covered it got attacked for covering it. But the fact remains there are U.S. biolabs in Ukraine. Why would we have biolabs in Ukraine? Um, we have biolabs in Ukraine because we're developing bioweapons. And, you know, and those bioweapons are using all kinds of new synthetic uh, biology and CRISPR technology and genetic engineering techniques that were not available to previous generation. And they can make frightening, frightening stuff. Um, what happened was, and, uh, you know, when, when we walked away from, when the Patriot Act reopened the bioweapons arm race in 2001, the Pentagon began putting a lot of money into bioweapons, but they were nervous at that time because if you violate Geneva, the Geneva Convention, it's a hanging offense. And they weren't sure that that provision in the Patriot Act would actually hold up as a loophole to treaties that had been ratified by Congress. So they were nervous about actually going full force into bioweapons development. So they transferred the authority for uh, biosecurity to one agency in the, in the HHS uh, called the National Institute for Infectious and Allergic Diseases run by Anthony Fauci. So Anthony Fauci got all the responsibility for bioweapons development. He got, at that time, a 68% raise from the Pentagon in order to do that work. So, and that's why he was the highest paid official in, American, in the American government of, you know, four, four million people in the American. He's the high, he gets more money, he got more money, $450,000 a year than the president. Any Supreme Court judge, any, any member of Congress, he was the highest paid, and it's because he got that 68% raised from the Pentagon to do bioweapons development. Now, when you do bioweapons development, every bioweapon needs a vaccine. So you develop them side by side because in 100% of the cases when you deploy a bioweapon, there's blowback. Your side also gets sick. So in order to deploy one offensively, you need a vaccine to, um, to counter it. So you need to vaccinate your team before you deploy it. So those two things are, are developed through a, a, a field of science called gain-of-function science, where you take infectious, where you take an infectious microbe and you amplify its infectivity, or you make it jump species so it may kill monkeys, now you make it kill humans, and you adopt it that way, and there's all kinds of methods, but, and then you make it immune to antibiotics and to therapeutic drugs and to other therapies, so it's actually the inverse of medicine. For 2,800 years since Hippocrates, doctors have been trying to figure out how to make microbes less infectious and less deadly and developed antibiotics and therapeutics to do that. Well, this, the guys who are involved in this, there's 36,000 what are called life scientists, but they're actually death scientists um, who are now employed full-time in developing you know, microbes that will, can be used to kill people. But given the experience we just had three years ago, yeah. where a virus from a bio lab yeah. upturned. So, the so let me just finish this brief history about what yeah. happened. In 2014, three of those microbes escaped. You know, um, Fauci built labs all over the country in Galveston and Boston, everywhere. There are BSL 4 labs. 
We don't even know how many there are, BSL-3 and BSL-4. We have no idea how many there are. There's, um, you know, we've counted them. I have a new book coming out that goes through the ones we know. But there are many secret ones that people don't know about, and they're doing it here in the United States. But in 2014, three bugs escaped from three different labs. And they were high-profile breaks, and they were very dangerous things, smallpox and, uh, and a couple of other uh, bad, bad, bad microbes. The public learned about it, and there was a lot of publicity, and Congress held hearings. 300 scientists wrote President Obama and said, you've got to shut down Anthony Fauci because he's going to create a microbe that will, uh, that will cause a global pandemic. And so Obama signed a moratorium that shut down the 18 worst of Anthony Fauci's experiments, where most of them were taking place in Galveston and in North Carolina. Uh, by a scientist called Ralph Barrick down there. Uh, and, uh, and instead of obeying that law, Anthony Fauci shifted a lot of his operations offshore. And those operations ended up, most of them in the Wuhan lab, which is a military lab, and that the Chinese run, the People's Liberation Army. And, uh, and then a lot of them went to the Ukraine. So a lot of that science now, and it's funded, not, you know, Fauci was funding lots of it. But then the, the other government agencies began to get confidence in, you know, their ability to get away with it. And most of it is being funded by the Department of Defense. The most of all, the biggest single funder is USAID, which is, you know, a CIA cutout. I have to say, uh, Robert Kennedy is the most uh, well-informed candidate for president that has run in the USA for decades. Yes. There's no doubt about it. He, he knows what's going on. Um, I just wish he would change his abortion position. But he knows what's going on. And uh, as you heard, the Fauci's, not just one, Mr. and Mrs. Fauci are involved in this bio weapons scandal. And they funneled the money through USAID for the bio labs. That's Samantha Power. Mm -hmm. See her name pop up all the time too. Mm -hmm. So she's the money person to make the labs operate. And so small world. It is. Okay. So the next story, next couple stories are from Israel. Look at this. This is Times of Israel. Ex-Israel Defense Force General likens the Israeli military control of the Palestinian West Bank to Nazi Germany. Am I reading this right, Doc? Hey, you, it's in English there. Ex-IDF General Likens military control of West Bank to Nazi Germany. Uh, does this mean that this retired Israeli Jewish army general agrees with me? And if he agrees with you... Is he anti-Semitic? That's the question now, isn't it? I mean, if you change the headline and said Rick Wiles likens military control of West Bank to Nazi Germany. That would be on the talk shows later tonight. Well, sure, they would have anti-Semitic white nationalist bigot Rick Wiles and likens military control of West Bank to Nazi Germany. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, the ADL, would be blabbing demanding, away. Demanding that I be censored. Censored and deplatformed. And, and your toenails removed and, and all these de things. Debanked. Well, let's, let's read what this retired Jewish army general said about the control of the West Bank. So um, a former IDF general argued that Israel's control of the West Bank has similarities to discriminatory policies under Nazi Germany. 
and expressed fear that soldiers will not be motivated to defend the country if the coalition succeeds in shackling the judiciary. Uh, Amrin Levin, who headed the IDF Northern Command, commanded the elite Sariat Matkal unit and served as deputy director of the Mossad spy agency, spoke to Khan Radio in, on Sunday morning that the military is not only suffering harm to its preparedness because of reservist threats and refusals to serve amid the government's judicial overhaul, but is also, and he said this, rotten to its core due to Israel's ongoing presence in the West Bank. Now, it uh, stands on the side, looks at the rioting settlers, and begins to be a partner in war crimes, Levin told the uh, public broadcaster. It's 10 times worse than the issue of military readiness. And I say I'm not angry at the Palestinians. I'm angry at us. We're killing ourselves from the inside. Now, this is an ex-IDF general saying this. And former deputy director of the Mossad spy agency. Right. And he's his saying, conscience is bothering him. He's saying that the IDF and the uh, military forces of Israel are rotten to their core. Rotten. Why? Based on the issue regarding the Palestinians. How, how the Israeli Zionists are treating the Palestinian people. It's bothering this Jewish man so much. His conscience. This Jewish military man. Yes. His conscience is bothering him. The fact is, the man has a conscience. And he, he has seen firsthand how the Israeli Zionists treat the Palestinian people. And it's bothering him. And he's saying, we're, we, the, the Israelis, we're rotten to the core. Look, my, my eyes opened when I went to Bethlehem in the West Bank in 2018. Yes. That was an eye-opener to me. When I saw the military checkpoints, when I saw the machine gun carrying Israeli soldiers in Bethlehem, the place of the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. When I saw Hebron and how the people were treated, it's like, what is going on here? We're not told these things in America. They treat the Palestinian people like prisoners of war. And they are prisoners of war. They're in an occupied territory. Yes. Their homeland has been conquered by Zionists. And this Israeli general is saying, this is wrong. We, we can't continue to do this. We're rotting from the inside. Well, the interviewer asked uh, General Levin if he agreed with a May 2016 speech by former Ritz uh, member of Knesset Yair Golan, who happened to be the IDF deputy chief of staff at the time, in which he said that processes in Israel were similar to some in Europe in the years leading up to the Holocaust. Levin replied, we find it difficult to say it, but that's the truth. Look around Hebron, look at the streets, streets that Arabs can't use, only Jews. And that's exactly what happened in countries like that. It's an apartheid state. Can we go back to the previous uh, quote? So the, the radio interviewer asked the general, um, is, do you agree with the statement that what is being done by Israel in Palestine is similar to what the Nazis did in Europe leading up to the Holocaust. Is there a similarity? And he said, yes, we don't want to admit it. Yes, it's very similar. In just a few minutes, I'm going to show you something. Just keep this in, in your mind. 
that this Israeli general is agreeing that Israel is doing to the Palestinians what the Nazis did to the Jews. Leading up to the Holocaust. Leading up to the Holocaust. And if Netanyahu and his gang of radical Zionists got their way, there would be a Palestinian Holocaust. They're just trying to figure out how to do it and not go to prison. And call it something besides a Holocaust because they own that word. Right. They got to figure out how to get rid of the Palestinians and get rid of the bodies so nobody sees it. So let's, let's go on, Doc. So uh, pressed on whether he saw specific similarities with Nazi Germany, uh, General Levin said, of course, it hurts, it's not nice, but that's the reality. It's better to deal with it, even if it's hard, than to ignore it. So you have a former IDF general admitting that Israel is Nazi Germany. I mean, in all, for all intents and purposes, it's a clone of Nazi Germany. Now, it's interesting that a former IDF general can say that, but there are other people who can't say those things. Namely me. Right. And, and I get I get deplatformed. I get people call me names. They they say Rick Rawls hates Jews, and I don't hate Jews. I love Jews, but I also love Arabs. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to love. Them. <laughs> See, you can't do both. You can't do both. See, you have to hate. You got to pick one. No, I don't. I don't hate anybody. And when I see one group mistreating another group, I'm going to speak up. And because I defend Palestinians, doesn't mean I hate Jews. It just means I want. Jews to stop treating Palestinians the way the Nazis treated the Jews. Right. That's all it means. Stop treating the Palestinians the same way the Nazis treated the Jews. Treat them as humans. Now, I reported this story in 2019. But I, when I saw this story in the Times of London about the general, it triggered a memory, oh yeah, the story about what the document that they found hidden in a government office in Israel. In Israel. And this is February 2019. The secret Nazi documents captured in a British commando raid. Well, guess where they found these secret Nazi documents? In the National Israeli Library. There it is. That's the actual document. Yes. That is one of a number of them that they have. And that word there at the top, Githeim, it means secret, top secret. And so this is one of the Nazi documents that's in the Israeli library. And people were asking the question, how did the Israelis get their hands on a Nazi document? Well, guess what the document is about? How to subdue of people when you conquer them. Right. So it was basically a training manual. It was directed for uh, Nazi forces that were occupying Norway uh, at the time. And it was basically a checklist, if you will, instruction manual on how to take over a country. That, that's yes. basically it. In that particular case, Norway. How to subdue the people, how to use propaganda, what would, what would be permitted and what would not be permitted. And it's all in the document. And guess what? It's what the Israelis are doing to the Palestinians. Right. They have them in concentration camps. They call them Palestinian refugee camps. Right. We called them in the 1800s Indian reservations. Yes. 
and we rounded up the American Indians and we just kept squeezing them until they were just left in little pieces of land that we called a reservation. And if the American people, especially American Christians, could ever understand the reason why Israel builds walls uh, all over the place isn't to protect themselves, but to block in the Palestinians. That's the purpose of the walls that they build. I got to, one to ghettoize them. One more story on, on Israel. This was Times of Israel. Israel may uproot ancient Christian mosaic and send it to a U.S. evangelical museum. Why well, not? Well, Doc, you know, when, when we went to uh, Jordan, there are biblical Christian mosaics all over Jordan. Yes. The churches, the ancient churches, their floors were in these beautiful mosaics made with millions of, of hand-carved pieces of stone tile. Yeah, tile. smaller than your fingernail. Yes, hand-carved tile that formed these beautiful mosaic tapestry pictures. They're everywhere. And so Israel has dug up one. And guess where it's at? Well, uh, the... Bible Museum in Washington. No, it's not there well, yet. I mean, where, that's where, where is they the actual, want to go. Where is the actual, the mosaic is in Megiddo. And why are they digging it up? Because they're going to build a, an Israeli prison to hold Palestinians. That's right. So they don't know what to do. They found this ancient Christian mosaic but it's on the site where they're building a prison to imprison the Palestinians whom they conquered and treat them like war criminals. But they got this, they got this mosaic and they don't know what to do with it. So, so where are they going to give it? The Green family, the owners of Hobby Lobby. They got this so-called Bible museum. It's, it's it, the Christian Bible the New Testament isn't there. It's just the Old Testament. That's wonderful. The Old Testament, at least they got half of a Bible museum. It ought to be called the 50% Bible museum <laughs> because the New Testament Bible isn't there. And if you don't have both Testaments, you don't have a Holy Bible. You only have the Torah. That's right. So they're going to ship it off to Washington, D.C. and let the Green family display it for a while. But the Green family ought to say, no way, we're not touching this. You ought to preserve it in the Holy Land and don't build that prison to imprison our Palestinian brothers and sisters. Right. Don't do it. We're not going to accept this mosaic. What do you think the Green family is going to say? Hey, uh, here's, our, here's, our, here's our shipping address. So an ancient Christian mosaic bearing an early reference to Jesus as God is at the center of a controversy that has riled archaeologists. Should the centuries-old decorated floor, which is near what's believed to be the site of the prophesied Armageddon, be uprooted and loaned to a U.S. museum that has been criticized for past acquisition practices? If you recall, in the past, uh, the Green family and the Bible Museum, this isn't hearsay. They had stolen antiquities in the museum on the top floor. They, and they had to go to court and deal with this. So they have had some issues in the past. Israeli officials are considering just that proposition. 
The proposed loan to the Museum of the Bible in Washington also underscores the deepening ties between Israel and evangelical Christians in the U.S. whom Israel has come to count on for political support, tourism dollars, that's the important one, and other benefits. So what's being called the Megiddo Mosaic is from what is believed to be the world's earliest Christian prayer hall. So it's not just some casual floor that was made, Rick. It was located in a Roman-era village in northern Israel. It was discovered by Israeli archaeologists in 2005 during a salvage excavation conducted as part of the planned expansion of an Israeli prison. Now the prison sits at a historic crossroads a mile south of uh, Tel Megiddo on the cusp of the wide, flat Jezreel Valley. The compound is ringed by a white steel fence topped with barbed wire and is used for the detention of Palestinian security inmates. There you got it. Now across a field strewn with cow dung and potsherds, the palm-crowned site of a bronze and Iron Age city in ancient battles is where some Christians believe a conclusive battle between good and evil will transpire at the end of days, namely Armageddon. Now, the Israeli Antiquities Authority said that it will decide about the move in the coming weeks following consultations with an advisory body. They said there's an entire process that academics and archaeologists are involved with. That's come from IAA Director Eli Esposito. The organization said that moving the mosaic from its original location was the best way to protect it from upcoming construction at the prison. How about you just stop the construction of the prison to hold the Palestinians? Right. How about you just get out of the West Bank and allow the Palestinians to live on their land? Right. That would solve the whole problem. Right. Because the Palestinians will preserve the biblical sites. Yes. That was what, on our trips to Jordan, Rick, what impressed me about the Jordanians so much was their commitment in preservation of archaeological sites. Yes. I mean, they are totally committed to it. For the, They wouldn't consider doing anything like this. I mean, that would be so far off the, the, the reservation for them, uh, you know, because they've set up an entire organization, arm of the government dedicated. In mm -hmm. fact, there are so many sites that they don't have enough resources to take care of them all. And that's really the heartbreaking thing. And now here's Israel. Uh, if you go and try to share Jesus in Israel, uh, they'll run you out. But Israel can share a mosaic with the Museum of the Bible. So what does that tell you where the alliances, the Museum of the Bible fall? Uh, to me, it's really a discredit to Museum of the Bible. And it is. So, it has nothing to do with Christianity. Jesus gets a little corner in the side of the museum. Green family should have made Jesus Christ the center. Yes. The center of the Bible Museum. But they were ashamed of him. You know why? Because they're getting money from Israel. I, I mean, really, the Museum of the Bible is really the Museum of Israel yes. in D.C. I mean, it really is. Well, and Doc, let's wrap it up here with the, we'll go out with some video of our, our fearless commander in chief, Joe Biden, and um, creepy Joe, oh once again, goodness. creeping out little kids. Here he is telling some, some youngsters that uh, daddy owes you some ice cream. Here's Joe Biden. I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. <laughs> and Daddy owes you. 
Talk to me afterwards. These are daddy? If, man, if some old man said that about my grandchildren, I mean. The daddy owes you some ice cream? Yeah, daddy's going to get something all right. So, the um, guy's, he's, He really is creepy. He's creepy. Would you allow, would you put your grandchildren in a room with Joe Biden and leave the room? No. Why is he the president of the United States? Why? If you don't trust him with children, why, why is he trusted with the security of the country? Uh, he is trusted with carrying out the agenda that is currently in force right now. Which means it's a pedophile-run organization that has him in power. Yes. Uh, not only is he creeping out kids, uh, but he's whispering again. Here's Joe doing his creepy whisper. We've recovered all the jobs lost during the pandemic. We've added millions more. People are coming off the sidelines, getting back into the workplace. Remember a while there, they're saying, well, Biden just allowed people not to work and get paid. Guess what? The higher percentage of American workers are working today than ever before. And while unemployment is down, in case you haven't noticed, inflation is down too and it's going lower. Remember, Oh, my goodness. But it gets worse, doesn't it? Yeah. We got, uh, from that same event up in Milwaukee earlier this week, here's Whispering Joe strikes again. Average American, they're not being mean or anything. They think, well, to be an electrician, you say, I want to be an electrician. You get a, you get a card. Four to five years of apprenticeship. Hear me? Like going back to college. Four to five years. You get paid, but not nearly what you get paid when you get your card. And when he's not whispering, he's yelling. Now, uh, at the White House yesterday, they were going, uh, uh, you know, totally nuts over celebrating the uh, anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act, also known as Let's Implement Green Communism Act. Uh, this is Joe Biden. Uh, as I said, when he's not whispering, he's yelling at somebody. He's yelling at you in this next clip. Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one in all of our history. Not one. So, I, he, he was uh, bragging about the Inflation Reduction Act on the same day that the Federal Reserve said they're going to have to restart rate hikes because inflation is roaring much higher and faster again. And mortgage rates are almost at 8%. The highest mortgage rates have been in 20 years. The Inflation Reduction Act. Well, it's not an Inflation Reduction Act. Did the inflation go down? That's what I'm saying. It went up. They just named it that. What the bill was, was more spending, which causes the inflation. Spending specifically for green communist pro That's policies. Right. Hey, I am going to... I, I'm going to do one more because this is a really important one. Uh, Lee, let's go over to number 57. So they found out that Whispering Joe has been using a fake email address. <laughs> Actually, several. Several? Yes. I sent him an email today. I sent Joe an email. At which address? Um, let's see, the one, uh, Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov. So, Go ahead and send him one. Robert 
L. Peters at PCI.gov. Send him an email. I sent him one today. And I said, Mr. Biden, there are a lot of accusations that allege that you and your family are rotten crooks. <laughs> and I would like to invite you to come on True News and refute those allegations. So now, I never, till today, I didn't have a, a direct email address to Joe Biden. Now you do. So I sent him one. Um, but Congressman Comer is demanding uh, unredacted records of Biden using pseudonym while vice president. So House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer asked the National Archives on Wednesday to hand over any unredacted records in which President Biden used a pseudonym during his vice presidency as Republicans moved closer to launching an impeachment inquiry into his role in son Hunter's foreign business dealings. Now, emails previously released by the archives and retrieved from Hunter's abandoned laptop reveal that Joe Biden used the email address robert.l.peters at pci.gov, in case you want to jot that down, while he was president Barack Obama's second-in-command, and that his aide, John Flynn, cc'd Hunter on 10 emails containing the elder Biden's daily schedule between May 18th and June 15th, 2016. Now, Mr. Comer's request covers records using Biden's other known pseudonyms, Robin Ware and J.R.B. Ware, and makes pointed requests for certain documents such as drafts of Biden's December 2015 speech to Ukraine's parlament. Uh, do, you, do you have a pseudonym? No. Nope. Right. no I don't been, have one either. I've been me my whole life. <laughs> I've just been me. I all these people that have fake names or changing their names. The only people that change their names are people that are trying to hide what they're doing. So let me ask this. If, if there are email addresses with these various names... Are there bank accounts with these various names? Obviously. I mean, it's a good question to ask, right? Very good question. I mean, uh, we've been wondering, where's the money going? Well, maybe it's going to Robert Peters and his account somewhere. Or Robin Ware. Robin Ware's account. Or J.R.B. Ware's account. We just don't know, do we? But we I hope it's a question that Representative Comer asked. There might well. be another 20 or $30 million in payments. I wonder if Robin Ware pays his taxes. And same thing with Robert Peters as well. So, oh, well, I, I still have to go back to the rule. Democrats don't go to jail unless other Democrats put them there. That, that's the only exception. That's right. So, hey, I want to remind you about uh, faith and values. Thousands have joined. Thousands have come in. And we're having a great time at Faith and Values. There are two ways that you can uh, enter the Faith and Values platform. You can use desktop and you simply go to Faith and Values with A-N-D, faithandvalues.com. Or go to the App Store and search for Faith and Values. And uh, it's easy. We're giving you a 30-day free trial. And this is our Launch special, one-time launch special, 30-day free trial, $8.99 per month, guaranteed for 36 months. Offer expires September 30th, 2023. That means 
on October 1st, whatever is the offer, that's what you'll, that's what you'll have to go with on October 1st. This is getting in while the good, getting in is good. We made it very, very easy, 30-day free trial. Nobody gives 30-day trials anymore. No. 30-day trial uh, and a price guarantee. That means no inflation for 36 months. And we're giving you, you know, the rest of August and September. Get in and check it out. You can't lose for 30 days. Right. Not going to cost you a thing. Get in, check it out. We're doing a Bible study. We, we had another record today, 315 people in the Bible study live at 8 a.m. I'm loving it. I'm believing and asking God for 1,000 people every day by the end of December and 10,000 by the end of next December. That's what this platform is allowing us to do. Things I couldn't do a month ago. Right. I'm able to do now. And I'm, I'm able to directly communicate with the members on the platform. People are sending me messages. I'm answering them. I'm having a great time at it. Doc's doing the same thing. We're just getting started. The main thing is the community. It's, it's, the distribution of True News is secondary. Right. In my mind, it's secondary. And what's the purpose of the community, Rick? Why, why have a community? A country club is a community. Uh, the uh, you know, Elks Lodge is a community. But w what is the purpose of this community? For the body of Christ, like-minded Christians to come together in a safe environment and communicate with each other, learn the Word of God together, encourage each other, pray with each other. This is what's going on inside the Faith and Values platform and making ready a people prepared for the second that's coming right. of the Lord. That's right. That's what we're doing. I hope you come and uh, check it out and you know, look. If the 899 is an issue, there's a couple things you can do. Number one, ask the Lord for the money. You know I'm I'm a big proponent about miracle money. The Lord will give you miracle money. What is a eight ninety nine? What's nine dollars times uh, twelve months? Seventy two. Is that what it is? Seventy two bucks. That's all it is. No, it's more than that. No, hang on. No, here. You, you can't do math. Oh wait, one hundred eight. One hundred eight dollars. Yeah, okay. I was doing the discounted version. Ask the Lord for one hundred and eight dollars in miracle money. I'm serious. He'll do it. Say, Lord, I I really want to be a member of faith and values, and I don't have the money, I'm asking you to give me $108 in miracle money, and I will then buy a one-year membership on faith and values with the miracle money that you give me. He'll do it. Doc, he'll do it. Yes. He gives seed to the sower. If you don't ask, it's because you have unbelief or your pride won't let you do it. But, but those are the only things stopping you from asking. Right. It's free money. The Lord will give you free money. He'll give you $108. I honestly, truly believe it. Try it. I know some people said, I don't know if I can afford $9. Okay, ask the Lord for the $108 and buy a one-year membership with it. Just try it. See what he does. He gives seed to the sower. Your heavenly father wants you to be blessed. 
He's not withholding. He's waiting on you to have faith in him. Without faith in God, it's impossible to please him. So there's no excuse. Some of you say, I'm on a limited income. I understand that. God has an unlimited supply. Don't restrict your life by saying that speaking, you have a limited income. Speak the words, I have an unlimited God. You have to think that way. Think in terms of abundance. That God, your Heavenly Father, has an unlimited supply to meet all of your needs through Christ Jesus. Right. I'm encouraging you to have faith. To have faith in And that's what, if you come in to faith and values, guess what I'm going to teach? Faith. That's I'm right. going to teach more faith. And you're only going to be blessed because you're going to learn more of the ways of the Lord. Those of you who don't care to know about Jesus, don't come in. I mean, if he's not exciting to you, don't come in. Because we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk then. about Jesus a lot. That's the purpose of faith and values. Try it out. Just sign up right now and then watch Morning Manna tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern. The, the video on demand gets posted really fast within minutes. And uh, you can watch it at any time. Check out Morning Manna. I do it for my house. We, we get together at 8 a.m. Hundreds of people got, gather. How many countries today? Uh, I believe 11 countries today. But yesterday we had a total of 13 countries that checked in. And that's a common day. I mean, yeah. I mean from Africa to, you know, to Japan to Australia. all over Europe, Australia. Yeah. So that means that people in Singapore and Australia, it's 9, 10 o'clock at night for them. And they're watching and Morning Manor. They're watching Morning Manor. I like that kind of faith. It's morning somewhere. Yeah. It, it's morning here at Faith and Values. That's right. So you have nothing to lose. 30 days. Check it out. And, uh, and then ask God for the miracle money. And see if in 30 days he gives you $108. And when he does, buy a one-year membership with it. He will give you the money. Amen. He's got it. He's got a way to do it. He'll get it to you. Love you. See you tomorrow. God bless you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.